welcome to the Crystal Joint Podcast. My name is Carl. With me is Wizard of Woo. Wizard of Woo, what's going on, dude? Well, I mean, we've had such a string of uh, amazing guests over the last several episodes that, uh, I, frankly, I needed a break, Carl. <laughs> I'm getting out. I'm getting out spotlighted with all these big names that we've had on the podcast. Uh, so uh, I'm feeling good mm-hmm. tonight, um, even though. Even though we're already coming in with an L since we lost the coin flip last night, um, <laughs> I still feel like a winner. <laughs> oh my god! How gosh. are you doing? Uh, yeah, good for sure. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things when you always have to keep your house clean because you have like company over. We finally can just like let the dishes out because we don't have company now. You know. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's got their socks off tonight. Oh my gosh, that's for after dark. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you mentioned the coin flip. Well, uh, the Clashwells and us were gonna pod like literally at the exact same time, so we flipped a digital coin and we lost. So hence, hence yeah. the day after. So there you go. Uh, yeah, um, you know, we had to flip the coin. We definitely don't want to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> I see what you did there. Catfish would be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> that's right Uh, any chance we get (laughs) uh you 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 mentioned let's just recap here uh because we'll be talking about this for the rest of the time that the podcast is here uh ftbc 2j beat no limit yes the no limit that people are thinking about uh give us a quick recap because uh uh for the viewers at home um you know obviously we only talk about the highlights usually uh long story short (laughs) Uh, we have absolutely been getting dumpstered. We lose like 99% of our matches. However, oh, however, yeah. all it takes is that one. That was the one. But we happen to have a little little win streak that I want to talk about here. Uh, Wizard, we want you to quick give us a recap of that No Limit win. Um, you know, it's crazy because we knew that No Limit was just coming off. You know, they're lost in the finals of a golden ticket event. And um, our coach, our coach Fatal, he didn't have much locker room pep talk for us, okay? <laughs> he was like, uh, these guys are really good. We're going to get destroyed. Like, that, was the locker room, <laughs> that was the locker room pep talk from Coach Fatal. So um, so we just kind of sent it, honestly. Like, we were all on voice, um, which is always a blast. And it was like, the discussion was like, uh, you know, what bases are we going to run? And it all started out with what bases are we going to run? And it was just like... Uh, I, I remember specifically, like, me and uh, and CF9, we had these, like, weird bases that we had just downloaded or, you know, it, he, mm-hmm. he had a base that he had used in the yeah. Pod Wars thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, let's just run these. Like, if we're going to get dumpstered, like, let's just run some weird stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. we ran weird bases. We kind of had some weird CCs. Um you know, it's a, a lot of a lot of triple ice golem is is kind of the standard, and I think we ran some like E Titans and Headhunters. It's like stuff mm-hmm. that you would that is kind of off the meta a little bit. And mm-hmm. I, you know, they all, to be fair, no limit. All of their attacks were, you know, pretty well done. Um, they you know they got some really good. You know, some might call it lucky, some might call it skill. They got a few things to go their way, but they did, they couldn't quite get the triple to go through, and we got mm-hmm. a couple triples. And uh, on offense, uh, Vodka Soda and I hit two triples back to back. Everybody else pulled their weight with two stars, and uh, and and we got this very surprising win against a team that we thought we were going to get completely dumpstered against. So uh, again, we just kind of sent it. It was fun, and um, 
coach wasn't really uh, <laughs> coach wasn't wasn't really <laughs> preaching the uh, upset in the locker room. Let's just put it that oh way. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I mean, thirteen to twelve, big win for us. Uh, and then, so that that's the highest of highs. Let's go to the lowest of lows. Literally, the very next match, we couldn't have enough people. Uh, show up for the roster because I had like both my accounts in like friendly wars, like events, basically. I had both of them in events. Yeah. Uh, we should actually talk about, it. we did a friendly war with the clan that beat us uh, in against Academy, um, which you know mm-hmm. how very little Academy loses, but we lost one is the event troops. And so blah, blah, blah. People don't want to play with the event troops. And so we're not spinning an Academy, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so we, we face them. We crush them in the friendly war. Just spoiler alert. Um, but so the very next war, I had both my accounts in these events uh, and we couldn't have enough. So we had to make a late roster change to put little K-pop in the lineup, who is the biggest rush 15 you've ever seen in your whole life. I don't even have all the buildings down. I barely have any 15 upgrades. I don't have a CC. I don't have my army camps. I don't have anything. Like, it's literally just a free triple because you might as well put a Town Hall 2 out there on defense. Um, so so that hits the lowest of low. I thought for sure that it was going to be just an absolute meme. Um, and the other, I thought it was like, all oh, this other team is just going to like, you know, throw some shade. What is this? Yeah. Like what are (laughs) these even doing? doing? Like report us to the, the league about this is not like (laughs) professional. Like, these guys are throwing. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, um, I was like, let, let little K-pop go in first. Let me try to salvage a little two star 50% and then we'll see where it goes. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so that happens. Uh, and then you mentioned it, CF9's weird base. CF9 is running that weird base, and guess what happens, Wizard of Woo? It defends. Big one-star defense. Wow, dude. It goes down. It goes down to the last attacks, and somehow we win. K-pop comes into the lineup. We win. That's two in a row. Two in a row for Crazy. FTBC2J. Who would have thought? And then, yeah, I mean, I mean, Adams is all about that base. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he. You know, I, you guys know he changed from being the two-star champ to the two-star defensive champ, right? So, listen, as long as he's living up to it, he can he can gloss that for as long as he wants. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh my gosh! And then the next war, Wizard of Wu. Um, you, you know how much I love Town Hall 15, which is zero percent, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm so the next war uh, for the the comp scene. I'm looking at this base, and I'm just like. Uh, like, I was just like, look at these bases. I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. Because, like, so a lot of these wars, the bases are claimed so fast, you have, like, no real oh, say yeah. in the matter. You just take what's <laughs> <Yes>. left. <laughs> That's true. So look at this base, and it's like, it's a, like a diamond-ish base. And I'm like, just looking at it, I was like, fuck it. I'm, Wizard of Woo has been talking about this attack. I've never, ever done it before. I'm going to do the Wizard of Woo attack. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I throw a little bit, like, I think a lot of people do the standard because it's a big veil attack, right? Yeah. So they have like the yep. cookie cutter army. Uh, in my typical car fashion, I'm like, oh, you know, if I if I can take sneaky gobs and save on the yetis, uh, I can throw <laughs> in like an extra, you know, I'm like doing that thing, right? Like, oh, maybe I oh, can yeah. throw in uh, like an extra ice golem into the thing. Like I'm doing that kind of thing, right? So I'm like trying to yep. do my little Carl thing. Um, Carl math. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
I I uh, use all those sneakies to get the funnel really good because, as you know, like the su- the hero dive is like everything in this attack. Oh yeah. Um, so I go in there, do the hero dive, uh, open up the whole core. The king is under the phoenix thing, just like absorbing shots. Everyone's doing its thing. I throw in the hogs and wizard woo. My God, in this attack, first of all. How many freezes? It feels like you have freezes for days. It feels like you have unlimited really freezes in this attack, right? Yeah. In um, that triple that I had in that F2B war, I literally swagged two freezes because I was like oh. freezing the town hall before it popped. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you it, it's perfect for me because I'm very ba- I have a skill issue and I'm very bad at spell placement. <laughs> so I can I can legit just waste a few uh, spells uh and get lucky and still pull it out. But yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean. Um yeah, and it's like it just feels like you have so many spells as toys for the hogs. Like you, like on that one, I saved both rages for the hogs. I had both heals for the hogs. Like it, it, it somehow I tripled. It was the first time I ever did. I pulled a wizard of woo. Never used the attack before. Tripled in combor. It's literally pulling a wizard of woo. That's awesome. Um, and then that's three in a row. Who would have thought that uh, that we would have been able to get three in a row? Because I don't think that's ever happening again. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's quite that is quite the streak, I will tell you. And and spoiler alert, I think we have a fourth win in a row by default. I think uh, Fatal oh, said that yeah. we had there was a war lined up for this evening, and and uh, he was like, "Hey, free win." So you know we have roster issues. We're running like mini <laughs> accounts. Well, you know, uh, it sucks to suck. Other people have bigger roster issues, I guess, than we do. So uh, you know, w- w- you know, it still counts. A W yeah. is a W. <laughs> uh, so. Now that I've done this attack, because uh, to to cap this off for uh, Barky's little thing that he had me do for his team, um, I did it again right afterwards and got triple again. And there's there's a few things that now that I've uh, you know obviously I've not tripled all I've done I've done it three times I've tripled twice yeah um, yeah a few things when I've done it that baby warden is actually pretty damn good. Like, it is so yeah. noticeable how much HP your heroes have extra for it. Like, I I very underestimated it until I, like, actually paid attention because I was just mad about the troop. Yeah, and, and, you know, and that was kind of my point about the, the Apprentice Warden to begin with is I feel like we have so many troops that do a lot of the same things in very small ways differently that I like having these troops that are super specialized so that you can use them for exact situations like headhunters. Okay. Like, you know, I know people get creative and try to do like a mass headhunter hero dive kind of smash attack. Um, but realistically the headhunter has one application and that is we're going to take out some heroes with some troops that are susceptible to heroes. Uh, when we don't really have a plan you know, to, to go directly against the heroes, uh, during the push. So having that apprentice warden, it, it's literally that kind of thing. You're never going to do mass apprentice warden. Like people might do, you know, witches or yetis or, or whatever, but it has its very specific use cases. And I like having troops like that because this is where you get those nuances where if you cooked up that army on the right base without that apprentice, apprentice warden, like you said, Carl, that hero dive, that that Sui, it really is the crux of you know of the attack. Like, how mm-hmm. deep are we getting? Are we pulling the CC? Are we engaging any heroes? You know, how many large defenses are we taking out? Are we taking out any scatter shots? Are we taking out any you know uh, multi infernos? I mean, that's what really kind of the kind of value uh, you know eagle. What kind of value you're trying to get with that with that Sui? And like you said, that little you know 
that little bit of buff that you get from that apprentice warden can go a long way. Um, mm-hmm. So, listen, I, I, I it's, it's kind of goofy that it's literally like that, like you know, that's what they called it. Like they could have done something. I think people gave it hate because it's literally like, let's take a hero and just make it a mini troop. I mean, I think that's where the hate comes from. But all in all, I think that's like, uh, I think, I think there could be more troops like that that have very mm-hmm. narrow use cases, and I think that still would make the game fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the attack has tons of spells, so that makes it like fun and interactive. Like I, I know oh, that yeah. you've mentioned it before. I finally got the experience firsthand. Uh, no invis towers to freeze though, Woo, so that was good for me. <laughs> My kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, you know, you usually bring a couple of regular hogs to get some of those outside defenses, so it keeps your um, super hogs on the inside. But like. It doesn't obviously work on every base, but Mm-mm. the it kind of it like I'm just gonna cut to the chase. It's literally old school Town Hall Nine, like back in the day, hogs. That's like literally what it is. Absolutely, it's, that's what it feels like. It's yep. it's the same. I was just gonna head say it. It's easy funnel in with the heroes, set and forget. Yep. There's no like maybe a freeze, maybe a rage, but otherwise set and forget. Very little interaction. The hogs is you just follow them around, chase them with spells. Like it literally feels like Town Hall 9 from like 2015 Mm -hmm. or 2014 or whatever, right? Like, I mean, it's just very, very, very similar feel. Um, People must love it because it's, it feels like it's skillful. It like is okay. Like it's not super hard to do. It's like pretty easy (laughs) to do, but it makes it it feel like you're doing some, right? Because you got a funnel, you got a path, you got to put spells down. So it's like perfect, I think, for the, uh, you know, the, Slightly, slightly sweaty players. Like, am I wrong? Like, that's slightly what I think sweaty that, with. Yeah. If you can't do Lalo. This is the yeah. great attack for you. <laughs> if you can't actually do a real fancy attack, you can do this and be like, eh, it's something, right? Right. And, and for the most part, I mean, one of the FTB wars, I had a one star with this attack. And I literally said before they hit, because the, the town hall was on the complete opposite side of the base. And, you know, I was like, this is either going to be a one star or a triple. Like, that's all that's all that there is to it. And mm-hmm. uh, and it one starred. And those are the only kinds of bases, really, that this attack ever one stars is when you're sending it. You're sending that uh, that log launcher from downtown mm-hmm. and, you know, you're going to be, you know, ha- having to watch your warden tome with your hogs. And when are they going to engage with the town hall? That's the only one. If you've got a uh, ring base or uh, even a diamond base that kind of has a, a central-ish town hall, it's pretty much a guaranteed two-star attack as long mm-hmm. as you don't completely whiff on like an invis tower or something like that. So, um, <laughs> Not that yeah. that would happen. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never seen it before. <laughs> um, so in this this whatever Barky event thing that I'm doing, uh, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people are doing it. Like it's the most common attack. If I mean, there's like dragon okay. spam still, whatever, Sarge, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it's probably right there with the most common attack. Uh, people have been taking, uh, I watched a handful. People have been taking a quake to kind of soften up the walls and whatnot and maybe a little bit of damage. Um, I've been taking a super wall breaker in there instead for the eight troop space to fit in. Um, I think that extra freeze goes uh, miles for me. And so like if you're just looking for a little bit extra like a wall or something to punch the heroes in. I'm going to get, so like, what do you do for the, the extra space in there? Are you do a double Yeti. And then what are you doing with the, uh, with the filler? Dude. I, I mean, are you talking about like in the log launcher? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, Log Launcher is is Yeti E Titan, and mm. you know, and and essentially, I kind of like drop a rage where I'm tr- if I can get the heroes and the Log Launcher CC troops to pop and get mm. them all in that rage, then that's like double, like insane mm. value. If you can get them in the core and get them mm. all in that rage, uh, that's the goal. But I mean, I literally just use the exact same army that Big Vale had done in that video like over a month ago, like. Mm. You know, I'm again. I have skill issues, so I haven't <laughs> yeah. gone. I haven't gone so far as as you know, people who have real talent and breaking down a base and going, oh, I'm not going to funnel that way because I'd have better you know use for troops if I do this and that saves me and then I can I can put a, a super wall breaker in there and then I maybe I can bust through that compartment. I don't I I don't even put that much thought into it. I literally just go, this is my army. Let's get my funnel down. How deep can I get my uh, my Sui, can I grab everything in that rage? How much value can I get? And let's watch for tomes and spell placement. I, that's it. I mean, I I really don't put that much extra thought into it. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, I always thought that maybe I need the extra little punch to get through that wall. Otherwise, obviously, mm-hmm. having an E Titan in the middle of the base to grab skellies or whatnot would be and absorb damage would be amazing. You know, right? Yeah, I'm, I I could see that. I could see you going like you said, double Yeti super wall breaker. And if you get all that in a rage, you bust open uh, a compartment that was right on the edge of what the log launcher was able to do, rage up those yetis, get those yeti mites flying around. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see. I mean, the thing about it is, is that I feel like the main goal is to get as much value as you possibly can with your siege and your heroes. And as long as you get that funnel down, you get them going to where you want them to go, I feel like you can kind of do whatever you want with your spells, your siege, and your heroes. In fact, one thing I have done, one variation that I have done on this attack is um, I have used a flame flinger if to take out a town hall that's kind of at the edge of a base. If I if I'm not confident in the angle of my Sui, what I will do is literally like Sui in my king and just soak up some damage, maybe take out you know uh, distract some mortars or take out some uh, mortars. And then put a flame flinger in that I know is going to engage that town hall. Take out the town hall with the flame flinger, and then just kind of like suey my queen with the ice golem and my other funneling troops just to get a little bit of trash buildings on the edge, and then send in the hogs. So I feel like there are some, and that's what I had done in Legends. Like I basically took a took a log launcher, and the only other siege machine I had with me was a flame flinger, and it was for those specific types of bases where I knew I could get to the town hall with a flame flinger with just a little bit of clearing out by suing out the king. Um, so I feel like as long as you are clearing out a path for those hogs, like you said, Carl, it's town hall nine. You can see the path. You know, you got your little L shape or whatever you're going to try to make. You're going to carve out a corner and get that L shape for those hogs so you can predict where your spells are going to go. And you set them and then just set down those spells as they work their way around the base. And a lot of times you'll put the, you'll obviously you're going to send your RCM with the, with the push of the hogs, but sometimes I'll put her around the edge, you know, with her, with Diggy, she can engage some of those trash buildings, trash defenses on the edge, keeping the hogs bunched up in the core so that they don't split, which is something we didn't have at town hall nine. So yeah, it feels good. Yeah. So I, I was trying to think about how I can take this and adapt this to some kind of like donut hog scenario but <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so try to get that back in because it's clearly doesn't yeah. Work. Um, I'd love to see it. But the the problem is the attack. I think that the 
the icing on the cake of this attack is having all those freezes. So you have all those spells yeah. for the donut. Uh, I think you're getting the value with the push to the core with the the hero the hero dive and the uh, log launcher. I don't I don't know I don't know if you can do some kind of super suey or superhero dive donut hog like because you just don't have the freezes then you know because you have all that donut spell space. I don't know is there is there anything I'm missing there? I mean I think it, it, it's I, it, obviously it's going to be really base dependent. I think one of the great things that you could do is um, you could skelly. You could donut, and you could just kind of take that as like, okay, what would what would I have needed my freezes for? If I can donut that out, you know, if I would have needed a poison for the CC, and I'm taking out the CC as part of my donut, well, then that's a spell space that I'm getting back. Um, what would I have frozen? If I would have frozen this multi uh, or a scatter, and I can get that with my donut, well, then that's a freeze that you don't need. So if you're technical enough to break down a base in that way, I can see you justifying replacing those freezes uh, for the same value that you may be able to get with a donut, along with whatever your heroes, right? Because if you're not, you know, obviously we're suing these heroes. So if we're taking out some defenses and we're taking out the CC before we sue the heroes in, then we're not thinking about the heroes taking that damage if they're going to, you know, be diving into that section. So your heroes may last longer. You may get you may get value out of your heroes that you would not have previously gotten. So I think there is a path for that to work. It may be very base dependent, but I know you're going to have your eye out for this, Carl. If you if that thought has entered your mind, I'm waiting for you. I'm one day we're going to be on voice. We're going to be doing an FTB war or something, and you're going to go. Okay, guys, I think this is the one. I think I think I'm gonna do the donut, <laughs> donut suey hero super hog attack. Well, this we got, is it. <laughs> we got this cop war in like whatever twenty or thirty minutes here. We'll see. We'll see if we can. Oh get no, 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 no! It's it's in an hour and a half, Carl. Don't oh, it scare is. Me like I thought that. it was five o'clock. Yeah. No, hold on. Which one? Fatal's in chat. Fatal. Which? What time is the war? What time is the one that we wanted? What time oh, is it? Chat? Nine p.m. Eastern, which is an hour and a half. Is that the one? Oh yeah, see, Fatal says in thirty. That the nine p.m. was the one they forfeited. Oh my gosh! Okay, we're, yeah, we're, so we got and we're really up against it. Okay, yeah. uh, that's just right. a little little live insight to the podcast Ooh. here. Glad I was on here. I, I would I would have been getting pinged <laughs> like crazy. Um, clash on PC no longer yep. a violation of terms of service because it's out mm. there for everyone to play. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's. I guess it's a thing. Like I, I, nobody seems to care. Like I, honestly, you know what I mean. Like yeah. ten years of playing on your phone, and then you put it on PC. Everyone's like, whatever, don't care. Yeah, I mean, I think that maybe people who are streaming this might be easier for them, obviously, because you don't need the gear. But a lot of people who are streaming already have all the gear. So, um, I, I don't know, you know, who that's for. Uh, I watched a few videos from some content creators that were kind of talking about it, and really, the biggest criticism that I saw in comments was like we need hotkeys like we need to be able to program hotkeys mm -hmm. so that we can toggle troops or deploy troops mm -hmm. so that we can be using keyboard and mouse because my understanding yeah. right now is it's all mouse based and at that point you're replacing your finger with a mouse and i know that there are people out there that are you know pc gamers that are great with a mouse but like you said carl if you're if you've been playing the game for any period of time you're you're, you're used to using your finger like you know, it's not like going from like PUBG to PUBG Mobile, okay? Like we're we're reversing that. We're going from a mobile game to a PC game. So I think um 
you know, I'm sure they're going to update it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for all of the criticisms we had, uh, we have of uh, Supercell and how they handle the game and everything. I mean, if they're going to want to listen to the community, and as long as they don't feel like it's giving anybody a real competitive advantage, um, then I think that they'll work those things into into the mm-hmm. PC port uh, mm-hmm. eventually. What's what, what do you think about? Are you planning on playing it on PC? Because I know you're um, a you're a PC gaming guy. Yeah, I I'm not going to play, but it would be interesting to stream a war with it because then you don't right. have like it's just like so for me, I'm just regular Joe Schmo. I have a regular Joe Schmo desk that has to fit my keyboard and all my shit on it. So like not having a have to find a place to put my iPad and another thing to connect and just being able to fire it up there, that seems really nice. I feel like for showing things it's great for playing i think i'd still want the you know the tactile touch the screen type of situation but i i might do it to the show you know that whatever once a quarter stream that i'm doing now right uh, the the show wars <laughs> or show the events because i think that would kind of you know be a couple less things to think about and it'll just be a ride all on the pc i think that'd be nice yeah I, and i can see that and i've seen people's you know stream from an emulator uh on twitch uh before and one of the things that always bothered me is the scaling looked all wrong like it was all stretched out and wonky looking um and so i i from what i've seen on the pc version the official pc version mm-hmm. that everything looks basically the same as it looks on the screen so yeah, uh it looks you know good. on your yeah. mobile screen so yeah it looks it looks good so it'll be interesting to see i you know i'm i'm playing on a tablet so I and I'm not much of a PC gamer at all. So I, you know, it's it won't be something for me. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, mm-hmm. you know what 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 it means for the community. What it, I mean, could this be? You know, one of the big criticisms of the game is you know mobile and esports. I mean, could this be legit e- esports material if if PC was uh you know viable if if they listen to the community? Could this be a real thing? So I, I I think that might kind of be the angle on this, honestly. From from Supercell, what other benefit do they have from it other than to capture people who are already, you know, PC mm-hmm. gaming? Yeah, I I almost feel like it's just it was just easy to do because of the Google, Google Play Store or how, whatever means mm-hmm. it is. I I don't think it was something that they like really went after. I think it was just like, well, here's it's here. We can just put it in the store and people can get it on their PC. Right. Like I think it was just kind of like an add-on. It was like a free win. Like, hey, here's something that we can do with like very little effort, and we can just declare it a win. That's kind of how I I took it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's definitely a you know we talk about different communities inside the game, and you talk about people who were clamoring for a PC port, uh, official PC port. I mean, that might be the smallest community of them all. So uh, yeah, it's it obviously it would it it could not have taken that many resources. Uh, to do or else it probably wouldn't get done for that small of a, a voice in the community yeah um okie dokie uh all right so i was uh spoiler alert um unlike how much adams talks about him editing the pod i actually go through every second of the pod before i publish it so <laughs> i got the full <laughs> i got the full dose of uh catfishes again so i've you know obviously was there on the pod i listened to it probably uh, one time all the way through on the edit, 
um, a couple other spots, and it got me thinking. So Catfish is not spending any money on the game, which I think is fine, and I understand mm-hmm. why. Um, but those other type of exterior influences aside, I just wanted to talk about the Clash value proposition because I've been hearing this a lot um, about games these days that honestly video games is the cheapest entertainment that you can do honestly so you take like uh you know uh 50 like 50 well there's like some steam games that are less so you take anywhere to 20 to 70 is kind of like the high end sometimes they'll do like a hundred dollar with a whole bunch of extras but then depending on how many hours you get on that how many months of play repeat your actual value per dollar is really amazing so i just wanted to run through a couple of things because i think that clash is in that really high value per dollar situation even when you're spending money even if you're microtransactioning it because Mm -hmm. uh your, everything else in life that's like cheap, uh, your value per dollar, like your value, like, and I'm, I'm putting value as time right now. Like I understand that you can sure. be like, hey, going to the cinema for a movie is a higher, you know, yes, it's only two hours. So let's say you spend 20 bucks for a ticket. It was only two hours. I mean, you know, there's gas and other things. So I'm just trying to do some quick numbers. So that's $10 an hour. Let's say that you think that that's worth double the value of playing Clash of Clans or triple or whatever. Um, it still doesn't even match for the amount of hours. Um, because like, so like, what are some of the cheaper things? So, so what I was thinking, or what are the, some of the common things or cheaper things? So I was thinking just going to a movie wizard, like what does that even cost mm-hmm. anymore? Plus, you know, with $5 a gallon for gas in the U S at least, I mean, like what, what would you pay to go take the family out to go to the movies? And then like, what would your value per hour be on that? Yeah. So I don't go to the movies. <laughs> I just don't because of the there exact calculation. Doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're paying, you know, 15, you know, depending on the type of showing you're going to, you're paying between 15 and $20 for a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you're going to get snacks, popcorn, drinks. If you're not smuggling something in, uh, you, you know, you're looking at, you know, if, you, if you're if you're just, if you're just going to you and one other person, you're going to spend at least 50 bucks just, on, you know, just on the movie and whatever snacks and stuff you got. And now you got these high end theaters that got real food and real drinks and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, the sky's the limit when it comes to like, you know, what kind of experience you're going to have at the movie theater, um, how much money you're going to spend. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you as far as, like, how far can I stretch my quote-unquote entertainment dollar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel about the same the same way when it comes to, like, watching football, right? It's like I can buy the NFL package on YouTube TV, and it's, mm-hmm. like, $450, and I can watch every single game. Or I can spend $10 a month and get Red Zone and basically have somebody watch all the games and flip between the games when they're exciting for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, spoiler alert, I got the Red Zone. I didn't spend, you know, literally 100 times the price um, to just to, for the chance of watching every game and flipping through them myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm kind of with you on this when it comes to mobile gaming. Like, I think it's really, you know, when people are really, like, budgeting I can understand, um, you know, like you said, other external uh, factors taken out. And when people are budgeting, I can understand cutting out your your Starbucks every day or eating out fast food or, you know, going to dinner once a week or twice a week or three times a week and only doing it once a month. I get that because those little expenditures really do add up. But if you, like you said, if you're planning on spending a certain amount of money on your entertainment every year and you go, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, I'm going to spend six bucks, seven bucks a month on 
you know, playing this game and you literally play it nearly every day, then yeah, yeah, you're get your your dollar per fun is like uh, you know, stretching out as about as far as you can possibly get with a game like Clash of Clans. And mm-hmm. for me, it's you know, it's not really about like is the game quote unquote more fun? It's it you know, it's not necessarily that it's more fun if you spend money on the game. It's just um it's a little less stressful. It's a little less it's it's more satisfying. It's mm-hmm. um you know, you 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 spend the gyms donating troops. You don't have to cook extra troops. It's like there's just less like busy work to do. Like you mm-hmm. can actually just do your attacks and donate troops and yeah. you, you know, um you're upgrading faster. So if people are talking about getting to the top of the game and you're not quite there yet, it's like, well, you know, you spend a little bit of money, things are a little bit easier for you. You get to do the things that are more fun than less of the things that mm-hmm. are more of a grind. And yeah, I think I feel like it's a great experience. Even with the gold pass being, you know, the price being raised, I you know, they have they've added things to it. I I yeah. still think it's a, a tremendous uh like you said, value proposition for your entertainment dollar. Yeah, there's a uh, one specific example I wanted to throw at you here. And it was uh you know, we'll 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 hit it close to home. You and I did a little IRL meetup, had some drinks, whatnot. So let's say that, you know, we did that again, obviously not having you have to fly and all the other stuff. Just let's say that we were like <laughs> kind of right. local. We had like guys night or whatever, right? Yep. So we go out, have a couple of drinks. Those drinks, you know, we'll go on the cheap end, right? Like drinks these days is like 10 bucks a pop, really. But like, let's, yeah, let's mi- say... How, how much is Miller Lite? Yeah. Let's say it's like five five to seven dollars ish, right? <laughs> like I have mm-hmm. a few, you have a few... Uh, you know, the tip, whatever, we spend a couple hours out, you know, that tab might end up being like, you know, whatever, 30, 35 bucks or whatever, right? I have like a couple of mm-hmm. drinks, get a tip Easy. the waitress, the whole thing, right? Um, for like a night, obviously that night is going to be more fun to me personally, than my value than playing Clash of Clans. Sure. However, however, we have like these Clash nights where if, for seven bucks of the gold pass. And let's say there's yep. even a spicy deal in the shop for, you know, 15, 20 bucks. That's still less. And we do those like hangout nights and you're, pl- you're clashing, you're playing, you're doing friendly wars, you're doing war attacks, you're upgrading your base. Doing- we do those several times a month. So for basically yep. the equivalency, like it would be more fun to go out in public with you, Wizard Woo. However, multiple nights hanging out with Knob and people around the world or whatever. I feel like that that's a fairly good comparison. And, for less money, I'm getting way more like nights out. I know as digital nights out than when we met up, which I think is amazing value. You know? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that you know as, as we talk about touching grass. I know you got to touch grass today too, Carl. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we talk about it all the time. But you know what? You you make connections with people. You have these friendships. You bond over common interests, and um, this is one this is one common interest. Uh, you know for a hobby or you know whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it that yeah like i get the cheapest beer possible <laughs> i sit here I, <laughs> I sit here and drink and talk to you guys i laugh yeah. until i cry i play these wars no one gets stressed it's always yeah. fun like if you're just like hey i want to hang out with some fun people and you know that are extremely friendly and accepting and mm-hmm. we are going to meme you just be aware you will be yeah. a meme um but like there's probably nothing better to do honestly like uh i know people get their kicks some it's not really this isn't an adrenaline rush all right we're not skydiving speak for yourself not, come on now 
<laughs> you never know what's going to end up in your DMs tomorrow, especially yeah. if Adam has his camera on. But, oh, um, but yeah, but you know, it's not that big of an adrenaline rush for me per se, but mm-hmm. I always have fun when I'm hanging out with everybody. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a small price to pay. The beer's cheaper if I'm drinking it out of my own fridge, mm-hmm. and the gold pass is cheaper than going to see a movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just have to get down here in my in my purple dungeon uh and uh, your and, purple dungeon uh, looks play great, by the way yeah it looks really <laughs> Thanks, amazing i appreciate it. i appreciate it i gotta get down here in the purple dungeon and hang out with you guys and i, mm-hmm. I always have a great time uh yeah i i yeah I, I think that people for whatever reason video games have this like connotation that you're like wasting money yet yeah. People will go buy, uh, you know, whatever, a Starbucks drink that's like 99% sugar that's probably killing you very quickly. And <laughs> now, like, you're not talking about a waste. pumpkin spice oh. chai latte. <laughs> nah. You're not talking about that, are you? No. Yeah. Yeah, you'll <laughs> buy a, yeah, some bougie-ass pumpkin, whatever, whipped cream, whatever, but you won't, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. All right, well. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I've definitely gotten way more entertainment and uh friendship uh, you know it just mm-hmm. it, the, the dollar is stretched so far especially being in a group yeah. of people you know if you're just playing on your own and i get it you're free mm-hmm. to play you're in a dead clan yeah. I, I get it but if you're playing with people that are all doing this stuff i mean like you said pop in jump on voice you see people in voice say hey guys you want friendly wars i mean that's happened several times this past month hey who's on for a friendly war let's hop in voice let's let's line up some friendly wars i mean it's free entertainment. You ain't got nothing mm-hmm. better to do. Uh, hang out and, you know, chit-chat with people. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, we got a war here in a second. So uh, let's yeah. hit a little shout-outs, shade-outs. Let's we'll start with uh, we'll start out with shout-outs. What you got, Woo? Uh, you know, shout-out to Catfish again. Um, fun episode. A lot of fun. Uh, glad it happened. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I know you said you listened to it back. I had a lot of mm-hmm. fun listening to that one back. Um, some of these jokes that we ha- like, some of these jokes we all have, they're very <laughs> subtle, and they don't they don't always hit you in the moment, and then they get you on the back end. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's uh, it was a great listen to go back to that. Also, big shout out to Big B and CF Nine. We just did a Halloween mashup episode yeah. with those guys. CF Nine went all out. He did a big reveal uh, of his face makeup. I don't even want to say what it is because you guys need to go to the Clasuals YouTube channel and watch that video. It's up there. Uh, it the reveal of the makeup is fantastic, and um, you know I was just talking with CF9 last night. I love the 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 vibe that those two guys have together with Big B always trying to like be dad and like bring everything together, and CF9 just constantly pushing things off the rails. Um, my, I, I post a lot of people were posting quotes from that episode that you and I were on with them, and mm-hmm. um, I posted my favorite quote. And this was there was there was a slight discussion and disagreement about where what the next thing on the podcast, the next topic was going to be. Yeah. And Big B said, "CF9," or he said, "Adams, uh, stop! You know, s- stop telling us what to do. You didn't write the um, the no- the show notes. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to be a Monday morning quarterback." And without missing a beat, CF9 <laughs> said, I don't watch football. <laughs> and I and it didn't catch it's one of those things oh that didn't catch gosh. me right in the moment. And when yeah. I was listening back to it, I was dying laughing. Yeah. It was so perfect. Two hundred IQ so, yeah. play by CF9. Yeah. Yeah. So uh th- uh that's my shout outs, Carl. Uh mm-hmm. what you got for shout outs? 
Yeah, uh, this is just the the reoccurring shout outs. Yeah, obviously uh, going on the uh, the Clashwells Halloween special, which we did on video. Um, totally was fine because I didn't have uh, two little ones running around fighting the entire time and me trying to jump out of my chair randomly on the pod. So I'm sure everyone watched that. You can see <laughs> right. me not having, being all stressed out. Um, and then, yeah, just... Uh, it's just so fun doing the comp or voice chat, like the last few, especially since we finally got a couple of wins because it's been a long, long right. road. <laughs> drought needs some slump busters. Pretty fun. And then uh, Barky <laughs> invited me to do a do an event thing. So obviously, thanks, uh, thanks to Barky. Uh, what do you got for Shade? Awesome. Oh man, Shade. Oh Shade. I I I genuinely don't have any Shade right now. I know it oh, seems boy. weird, but. I know, and, I, and you know, c- come at me, come at me. <laughs> I really don't have shade. I mean, honestly, the worst thing that's happened in like the last week was I I one starred in a comp war, and that's my own fault. And I knew I knew it was like a fifty fifty proposition to one star. So, um, outside of that, like I, I I got nothing. I got nothing bad going. Oh, uh, I ordered. Oh, here you go. Shout out to Amazon. I ordered some mole traps. They were supposed to be here today, and they've been delayed until Monday, and I won't be here Monday. So, shout out to Amazon. Also, I th- oh, um, boy. I, have to- I love Halloween. I wanted to be home for Halloween, my first Halloween in my new house. And uh, my boss decided to plan training in Chicago, so I have to be oh, in Chicago for Halloween. No. So I might have the spookiest Halloween of all, but... I will try to track down our friend Moose. Oh no! To, <laughs> oh my God! I'm not, I don't know if he still listens. This episode probably won't be up by then. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not going to message him or nothing. I'm going to show up at the restaurant. I'm just going to come knocking on his door. So we'll because I, I got his restaurant flagged in my Google Maps, and I told him when I'm in Chicago, I'm yeah. going to come looking for him. So I'm going to go look for our friend Moose, and uh, we'll see if he's living that true Sigma male life. We'll find out. Oh boy. We forgot the shout out. What you got out. for shade? We forgot the shout out uh, half the Discord server for changing their name to Congressman Cool something. Oh my god, that should be a shade out. That's Voldemort, guys. We can't oh all change our names to Voldemort. Um, what are we doing with our lives? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only shade out I got is I know I shouted him out, but I also got to shade him out. There's no way that I'm editing that Halloween episode. I'm like, we're doing the episode. And I'm like, there's no way I'm trying to edit this thing. It's just, I'm not spending yeah. eight hours of my day doing that. So shade out to Adams and Big B and Clasuals for, this doesn't work. I'm sorry. Not not yeah. going up. We were going to do a double feed thing like we've done before yeah. with some other pods, but no, that's, yeah. that's too much work. <laughs> I've I've done some doozies, Woo. You've you like I've gone through oh, some episodes of taking some a lot oh. of time. I'm just not doing Oh, there one. have been some there have been lo- there is some lost media. We need a lost media wiki for C uh, for uh, oh, C2J. Uh for some of the stuff that's on that cutting room floor, but yeah, I guess this is this will be another trivia. This will be another <laughs> trivia right. answer at some point. All right, you ready for a little after dark? Oh yeah, we 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 got a short time. Let's hit him quick. Welcome back to Clash After Dark. We're doing Halloween traditions today. Uh, let's count them down. Woo, what you got for five? All right, so number five for me is obviously shopping for your costume, okay? Mm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. you went to Kmart, you went to Walmart, uh, and, uh, and and you hit that aisle. And now 
we have these stores that pop up in, uh, you know, I don't know, old Circuit Cities uh, locations, old Sears locations. Right. The spirit, like the, you know, anytime, anytime a new business, lo- uh, uh, you know, shuts down, Spirit Halloween is standing behind the tree, rubbing its hands together. Like mm-hmm. here we go, we're, yeah. we're gonna have a Spirit Halloween there. So, uh, number five for me is picking out that Halloween, the all important Halloween costume. Uh, what do you got for five, Carl? Uh, five for me is haunted houses. Um, yeah, I haven't been to that many because I get scared easy. However, there's all different types. So you can get you can get crazy scary ones. You can get PG ones. Uh, it's pretty fun to do, um, especially in a group. So uh, haunted house by number five. Oh yeah. Um, okay, number four for me is the unattended candy ball. Okay, what are you thinking? Back in the day. When we when we had a high trust society, the unattended candy bowl, the kids were with the parents, and it was just you know take some, be nice, move along, uh, and there weren't that many unattended candy bowls back in the day. A lot of people were home. The, you know, the, the Halloween I feel like was much more of a big community type thing back then. Now the unattended candy bowl, I can't tell you how many like ring cameras or you know whatever you know security camera footage i've seen of kids just completely cleaning it out or taking every little baggie of candy off of a table that's out for people so uh you know halloween traditions being ruined in front of our eyes i'm old this is old man ranting but Mm -hmm. the unattended candy bowl that's my uh number four carl what you got uh i'm going pumpkin carving for four uh, I think it's kind of fun to do no matter what, you know, age you are. Like, it's fun as a kid. It's fun as an adult. Um, it's fun saving the seeds and eating the seeds, roasting them. Uh, it's just fun, and it's, uh, you know, pretty easy to do. And it's it's like one of those other things, too. I, apparently, pumpkins are not as cheap as I thought that they were when I walked by the store the other day. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it's what a- are they, like five bucks a piece or something? Uh, yeah, the, these ones were a little bit more. It must be that uh, yeah. Seattle area markup, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that premium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cost of living over here. But, uh, yeah, pumpkin carpet uh, for. Uh, okay. I don't I, I don't really care for pumpkin car- carving. I mean, we, the family does it, and I'll participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, my, it's not my thing. Right. Uh, number three for me. Okay. Everybody has hit their own neighborhood. If you if you if you got a little neighborhood, a couple streets, you know whatever. It's like we're go- especially when you're a kid. You're like we're going trick or treating. All you're really thinking of as a kid is hitting all the houses in your neighborhood. Then that one relative or that one friend comes along and says, "My mom's got a van. We're going to another neighborhood," and your mind is completely blown. The mm-hmm. first time that somebody tells you, "Buddy." Trick-or-treating starts at 5, and it ends at 10 o'clock. We have five hours. We're going to hit as many neighborhoods as possible. You're like, let me grab another pillowcase, and let's get in the van like the freaking A-team. Okay, so hitting multiple yeah. neighborhoods in the same night, ama- like the mm-hmm. first time that happens, amazing uh, memories and, and Halloween mm-hmm. uh, tradition for me on uh, number three. You gotta, uh, what you got, Carl? Got to love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> That's uh three for me is halloween movies um and we got we got cf9 in the chat right now and just an extra shout out to the best halloween movie made of all time hocus pocus Uh-oh. there you go bud <laughs> Ghostface killer does not uh, approve yeah oh my gosh all right uh my number two is all of the 
drug and needle and glass and poison contaminated candy scares every Mm. freaking year okay so back in the 80s if the you know it was like satanic panic and like oh Halloween spooky and these mm-hmm. satanists are gonna put needles and poison in your candy and kill your kids for the devil and that literally never freaking happened like one psycho put poison in Tylenol one time and everybody lost their freaking mind and also drugs okay let's be real <laughs> if you have drugs are you are you really just gonna give it away to kids for free I don't freaking think so no one does that yeah. but every year people are like you know telling you check your kids candy check for this check for that uh it just doesn't happen uh you know in fact i would be i'm more upset when i see like toothpaste and a toothbrush being handed out than if somebody was like here's candy it literally has drugs in it i would be more offended with toothpaste and a toothbrush like come on dude you're it's like it's you're doing the complete opposite of what we should be doing yeah um number two for me is dressing up obviously super fun it's always been a thing, always will be a thing. People love it, Halloween parties. I, I didn't see the... Did CF9 do that live stream at the Halloween party? I don't know if I saw that, but that would have been really fun to see. No, he didn't. He chickened oh, out. rip. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Hopefully he was wearing like a Big Bird costume or yeah, something. Yeah, got another shade out, for CF9, that. for teasing us with the live stream. <laughs> yeah, that's my oh, team. Oh, no doubt. Uh, okay, big number one. So uh, this is kind of similar to the things we've talked about in the past, but, you know... Not specifically the spooky movies, but the TV specials. We got Halloween TV specials and special Halloween episodes of Mm. your favorite television Mm -hmm. shows. Every sitcom in the 90s when I'm growing up, every sitcom had the Halloween episodes. Roseanne was famous for them. Mm -hmm. Treehouse of Horror for The Simpsons. Um, They all had them. And, you know, The Simpsons still doing it. And then there were these Halloween specials. You had uh, Charlie Brown, obviously. You had Garfield, etc., all and there's even old older stuff that I remember seeing as a kid that they don't really play anymore, but you can find on find on YouTube like Witches Night Out and stuff like that. Um, and I absolutely love all of those old Halloween uh, specials and those Halloween episodes. Like I was always jealous of those sitcom families that had the crazy decorations and the elaborate costumes and stuff. Um, and it, it, yeah, those were always so much fun to see. So that's my number one. I gotta watch a few of those before Halloween for sure. Well, my number one was going to be the good old-fashioned trick-or-treating, but I like your answer so much better. I'm switching to what you said. <laughs> oh, you're saying it. I'm just like, oh, shit, that's a good one. And those episodes are really good. So I'm switching mine to what you oh, had. They are so good. That for, My wife loves Roseanne. I love Roseanne, too. And the Roseanne Halloween episodes are some of my favorite because not only do they do crazy decorations and costumes, but there's always some kind of a prank. They're always trying to get each other and spook each other in some way. And it, usually there's kind of an A story and a B story, and they kind of come together in those Halloween mm. episodes. And I absolutely love every single one of them. They're fantastic. All right, my guy. I don't know if we're team A or B, but uh, we got a war spin in here in a second. You ready to do it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think we got to get a hit in in like uh, seventeen and a half minutes, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, say bye to the peeps. Deuces. <laughs>